This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music, like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, we're going to talk here now about some of the guys that we look at for this season that could be breakout candidates for the Cowboys and maybe some guys that we expect to regress a little bit, whether it's just because of age or uh, maybe they played above their heads a little bit last year. Uh, So let's go through these names a little bit, some of the guys that we look at. If you were going to look at one prime candidate for regression, uh, a guy that you think whether it's we're going to see a veteran continue to make a decline or maybe he's going to enter the beginning of decline or just maybe somebody uh, playing a little bit more down to earth. What guy do you look at and say that's a a prime candidate in 2023 for the Cowboys to be a regression guy? We had this discussion on our show on 105.3 The Fan. I know you guys had the discussion as well, I believe, this morning talking Mm -hmm. about regression guys and stuff like that. And it's funny, we came up with the name of Tyron Smith as a guy that might be one of those that you, are we starting to see the end of Tyron Smith? You know, are we uh, he clearly wasn't as good as he needed to be. I thought he was going to fill in very well at right tackle. Him and Zach Martin. Martin actually regressed with, Ty, with Tyron Smith playing next to him, you know. Yeah. But maybe with Tyron Smith back on the left side uh, that, you know, it, it might help him in that way. But I, I think we're starting to see the end of Tyron Smith. And I, I worry about that's, – that's one of the reasons why I'm not so interested or very quick into moving Tyler Smith from left tackle. You know, I'm, I'm more interested in trying to keep developing steel uh, at right tackle. Uh, hopefully everything goes well there. It looks like it is going in the right direction. Him and Britt Brown doing a nice job. And, and Duke, those guys, you know, all helping. But uh, – I kind of feel like that that maybe that would be one on the offense. I the defensive one could we start to see a regression of uh, Dorrance Armstrong? You know, could that be the one where all of a sudden Sam Williams is playing very 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 well, and then all of a sudden uh, Dorrance Armstrong kind of becomes a uh, becomes a kind of an afterthought. I believe he had eight sacks last year. Eight and a half, yeah. You, you know, do you expect him to have eight and a half sacks this year? I think that might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch right now. So those are kind of two guys 
that I think that we that we're that we might see a little regression from. It's interesting. Dorrance Armstrong uh, last year had eight and a half sacks and uh, sixteen quarterback hits. Uh, the year before, he had five sacks and twelve quarterback hits. So just looking at the stat sheet, it would say he was He's getting better. better. Twenty-two. Yeah. I don't think he was better last year. I, I think there was a, a little bit of. Uh, box score padding at times not not that he's doing anything to manipulate it's just I think he got some cleanup sacks he was fortunate in a couple areas I, I thought he was actually better in 2021 so the fact that I think he played above where we would have expected I don't think he he was an eight and a half sack type of player yeah so I think that'll naturally re- regress and then you consider the the potential for Sam Williams to come on like you mentioned and take away some of his snaps because uh, I, I think specifically Sam Williams not only has the chance to be better against you know, you know as a pass rusher this year I think he's already better against the run than Armstrong uh, then I think that you're looking at uh, you know Armstrong is absolutely a guy that that will in this box score definitely regress. Do you think there might be some regression with Jordan Lewis coming off an injury? Yeah, because I mean Jordan Lewis is. He's not quite 30 yet, but I mean, he's getting close. Uh, he's already a smaller guy. He's not a a burner of any sort of type. Wow, he's only he's he's going to be 28 this year. I thought he was a little older than that, but um, I mean, the Liz Frank injury. He was already not exactly a, a speed guy. A little undersized. You look at some of the numbers in in the corner room right now. You've already got Diggs, Bland, Gilmore. To me, that's your easy top three. Um, and then, you know, you've got guys that you've invested in. Like, you know, I, I know he's struggled and he's been a disappointment, but they've in- invested in Kelvin Joseph. They've invested in Nashawn Wright. Um, how much of an opportunity do those guys get? They seem to like Eric Scott, the guy they drafted this year from Southern Miss. They, they made a deal to go get him. Even though it's a day three guy, they made a deal to go get him. And there's some cap savings to be had if you let go of Jordan Lewis. So yeah. I kind of wonder if Jordan Lewis is even assured being here. But absolutely, if he is here... I think it's going to be a much quieter year from him than we're used to. Well, I think that we're all, I mean, could, okay, this is going to sound even stranger. Could there be regression from Deron Bland from the rookie year, how great he was in the rookie year? I mean, I I mean, Deron Bland was around a lot of balls, uh, knocking them down, interceptions. Could Deron Bland kind of come back down to earth after being – I know we're all heaping very high praise on him for the way he's played. So I, I, that's kind of one of those wonders I have is it, would it be considered regression if he just plays to kind of like, wow, we really didn't know a whole lot about Deron Bland and you know he's a good player. But you know, last year, man, he looked like a guy that – if you had to start Deron Bland at corner, you would you weren't feeling too terrible about that. No, I, I think that that's actually a a really interesting name to throw out because I mean sophomore slumps happen. Um, you you have guys who don't play as well in their second year. Um, I mean, he's your. I'm guessing that we haven't seen the combinations obviously yet, but I'm guessing he's your nickel guy. That yeah. that's going to be Gilmore and Diggs on the outside, and and Bland steps in and, and plays the nickel. Uh, which man, he he really did an admirable job. Did you? I'm curious. Did you think he was better inside or outside last year? Inside. Okay, so I mean, he's he's playing somebody somewhere where 
he showed a, a you know some good ability last year. That's I, I what makes him unique to me. I mean, the fact that he could play inside outside, and I don't think you could do that with Jordan Lewis. I think Jordan Lewis is just an inside player. You know, yeah. well, and I remember we, you know, we talked about this right after the draft. I, you and I talked that year, and I remember I told you I was like, man, I'm hearing big buzz out of that building that yeah. they think Deron Bland, they got a massive steal there yeah. where they picked yeah. him. And so yeah. I know they were excited about him. He is, his process, I think, is something that they really love, um, that he's not just a talented player. He is a hard worker, and he's somebody who's picked up being a pro very, very quickly. So I do think it, it, it makes sense to ask about him as somebody who could regress just because of his, you know, the way he burst on the scene. But I, I think that he's going to perform well uh, I, I think he's going to be somebody that maybe he doesn't take a huge leap because he played so well his rookie year um, but I don't think he's necessarily going to be somebody that's going to regress do you think we're looking at Demarcus Lawrence potentially as a candidate to regress sure you could put him in with the with with Tyron Smith you could put him in the you know you're starting to get veteran uh veteran player you know I I think that maybe I think maybe that Lawrence might be the guy that if others start to show a little bit better, that this time next year we could talk about him potentially being moved on because of money or something like that. You know, He's going to play at a high level because he plays the run well, and he's going to just needs to stay healthy. That's always the thing with him is that you you know when he's out there in the field, he's going to make two or three of those tackle for losses that were just really instinctual plays. And so, yeah, I'm kind of – but I, I think that I would lump him in with that group of uh, – I would group lump him in the group with the Tyron Smiths, you know, the veteran guy that we might be seeing towards the end. How about – can I throw one more name at you? Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm interested in what you think. Uh, could Tyler Biotish regress – Ooh, from the from him, how well he played. He's kind of like you, you mentioned, like with Bland. You know, I mean, played at a really. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl as an alternate, right? So yeah. Oh, you know, oh I, I mean, it feels like it feels like people forgot. So I was. He got yeah. better as the year went on. I and, mean, and I was doing I was doing some research. I, I was going back listening to some old shows we had done in December, the morning show, and I had forgotten. I was going back and listening. I had forgotten how much we were in a little bit of a panic. He rolled his ankle at the end of the year. We were like, is he going to play yeah. against Tampa? Yeah. Is that, how big of a deal is that going to be? So he was absolutely huge. You know, what's interesting is think about, he's not going to have the same guy. Uh, Tyler Smith played left tackle all last year. So he's, you're talking about changing who's next to him at left guard. And we just mentioned, could Zach Martin be somebody who regresses a little bit just because of given where he's at in his career and his age, um, that alone would seem to indicate if you're talking about a new guy to your left and a a potentially regressing aging player to your right, that alone, the guys bracketing you, if they're struggling, I would imagine that would naturally set up for Tyler Biotis to have a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I to me, I he he played so well. And I, I remember I was on with uh Cowboy break with Nick Eatman and Amber Garcia and Derek Eagleton. And we were coming out of Oxnard and we were talking about guys that potentially needed to be replaced. And his name came up as a guy that, Hey, we think you have to do better there, but man, he, he, he got better every single week that he played. So maybe some natural regression there. Maybe, you know, hopefully he continues to 
rise to the occasion. But, you know, he might be like Bland that, man, he played so well that if he just plays okay, it's noticeable. All right, let's talk about uh, some guys who are candidates to break out potentially. I know you and I have uh, mentioned Damone Clark uh, as an interesting guy. Um, Sam Williams seems like a natural fit. We we kind of referenced him when talking about Dorrance Armstrong. Here's another one throw your way just because of how limited he was last year. Is is Jalen Tolbert a candidate you think to break out and and really have a, a big bounce back second year? Well, uh, I know you're hoping about it. Listening to your show this morning, uh, you were talking about please, yeah, please Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, Jalen Tolbert. I, I know last year during the draft. Uh, you were championing him. I felt like I was championing him, but not to the level of what you were championing him. Uh, but yeah, they need, they need. Matter of fact, I was talking to some guys in the organization, much like you do, about this, and they were saying, I said, did you guys purposely not address the wide receiver until the seventh round because of Jalen Tolbert? And this guy goes, absolutely. You know, we want Jalen to have every opportunity to show what he can do. And they felt like that. I asked a question about, well, because he missed OTAs and minicamp, and then you guys threw him in the deep end of the pool and he couldn't swim. And I go, is that a theory? And they go, that would be correct. And so I felt good. I actually asked a question that got the right answer. But, yeah, this is, this is where they're at with him. They, they need him to step up. And all indications are that the work he's done in the backyard, the work he's done in the offseason with uh, – you know, the strength and conditioning program, uh, the work that he's done, you know, in the OTAs and mini camps, that he is better equipped to go in there and be a confident football player when we get to Oxnard. So as you double-crossed your fingers, I think there's a lot of people that share the absolute same sentiment that you do about getting him, uh, getting him done, you know, getting him, uh, you know, getting him going the right way. Would you consider Oso Digizua a guy who has already broken out, or is he somebody who you think has a chance to break out this year? I think Oso's kind of been a breakout guy already. I really, really do. I think that, uh, you know, he's he's just he's he just needs to the down in down out. He's starting to get that. You know, he starts off really, really well, and he kind of faded a little bit. But I think down in down out, he has been he's going to continue to improve so I think he's already kind of breaking out I think whoever you play next to him whether it's Mozzie Smith or whoever I think those guys are going to benefit from how well Osa is going to play I think he's I think he's I think he's really buying into what Dan Quinn and and AD and those guys are selling over there on the defensive line I think his technique has gotten better Uh, I I expect him to have a really good year can I can I throw a guy at you on yes. this potential breakout, mm-hmm. how about Israel Mukwamu? I I really like Israel Mukwamu. If he were to get the opportunities, then it, absolutely, it's just it's going to be so deep back there. They, the Cowboys have really good depth at safety, um, which is where Mukwamu had been largely, but it, it's he's been working a lot more at corner lately. Um, but even still there, they've, they've kind of got their top three solidified, like we mentioned. And you've got the veteran and Jordan Lewis. How much do they want to keep, uh, you know, uh, how much deference is he going to get? Uh, so there are those aspects of it that you have to consider. But I think McQuamu is a very capable player. I I don't know about you, Brian. If 
if somebody went down and they said coming into the game, like, you know, a corner went down, it's coming into the game is Israel McQuamu. I don't have a panic. Like, I don't feel yeah. – I'm not going to feel afraid. Like, even if he's not great, I don't think teams are going to be able to just go seek him out and pick on him the way they did Kelvin Joseph against Green Bay last year. And yeah. so I think Israel McQuamu is a great name. Yeah, I think that, it, you know, the fact that they've got him playing some nickel slot and on the outside and stuff too with that length, I, I just trust Dan Quinn and, and Joe Witt and – and Al Harris and those guys, I think that they're going to get – I think they're going to put him in the right spot to have success. I really, really do. You have uh, expressed your 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 fascination, I guess. I, I, won't, I won't say a love, but a, a fascination with the potential with Peyton Hendershot and his ability to stretch the field. Um, obviously, Hendershot, Ferguson, uh, Schoonmaker, they're all going to be involved in, in this tight end race here. Who do you think, Brian? I think these are two guys you've talked about as guys you think have the potential to to do something bigger this year if they if they tap into it. Who do you think has a better chance to break out? Peyton Hendershot in the tight end group or Chauncey Golston on the defensive line? Ooh, I love Chauncey Golston. I love Chauncey Golston. I think Chauncey Golston's another buy-in guy. I think they're looking for a backup behind Osa Odigizua. And so I think Chauncey Golston playing is that three technique. The guy's going to work hard in the weight room. He's going to be prepped. He's going to be smart. Uh, if you watched him at Iowa as an edge, he played really good with his hands. He was a hard guy to get to the outside on. You can't run the ball on him. I could see him playing on that outside shoulder of the guard and getting up the field, kind of just being dis- being a disruptive player. So I, I'm going to vote Chauncey Golston as that guy of the two you just gave me. So there are some players to potentially watch for breakouts. And maybe How about you? Players. Which way did you go? Did you? Uh, which way I would did you go? go Golston. They they yeah. thought really highly of Golston the entire yeah. time, and he had some they injuries, and, and they've been asking him to do some different stuff than he was asked to do at Iowa. So I think there's been a transition period. But I yeah. think you're right with the buying guy. Uh, to them, I, I think they feel like Golston is one of the handful of young players that they could say, "Go put on 20 pounds of muscle." All right, drop it. Yeah, Get he'll them. do it. They, yeah, they he'll do know it. No, he's yeah. going to do it. Yeah, and so yeah. I think they they love the work ethic, and they know they can ask him to do. He is very much like a Tyrone Crawford for them. Exactly, they, they trust that he he will do anything and buy in. Exactly. Uh, you're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.